Yeah, she lucky I didn't get into the bullet of proof, burden of proof. <laughs> that should have been nominated for something. Yeah, it maybe got submitted late. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know when the cutoff date is for music. Um, I felt like there's some weird ass categories this year. Yeah, I think they're trying to quote unquote get with the times or like try to stay relevant, but really it's the submission dates and then the, what they consider that's all fucked up. Yeah, it's like, nah, like we didn't like the best melodic rap song. I was just like, what? They're already not categorizing shit right as it is. So, yeah, that should be the first thing that's addressed. Like, what's considered R&B? What's considered this and that? What's Like, they're already messing that up. So don't add new stuff to mess up. Because <laughs> I'm like, melodic rap, bro. Like, that's not even a genre for real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, that's a style maybe like there's no like i mean yeah there's melodic rappers but like nah <laughs> yeah it's not necessary but even the gaming awards are messed up like their cutoff dates for stuff is not right because you got games like the the new star wars game mm-hmm. is considered for game of the year for this year but it came out last year like late so the problem is it's now it's going to be up against games that are way better than it and it's like well we played that so long ago and it's not as good as these ones. So it's not even going to come close to winning that. Uh, yeah. So they got to fix the dates first and all that kind of stuff with these award shows. I don't know. And I felt like a lot of that shit was like, I mean, I guess it is 2020. Well, I guess a lot of music didn't come out this year. Yeah. I'm surprised it's November and I'm like, Oh crap. What are my favorite projects from this whole, I guess I need to either listen to more or, Maybe there just wasn't as much as it felt like there was, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just felt like it was a bunch of 2019 projects. Uh-huh. I was like, How are, they, are they making an exception this year? Because <laughs> I was like, I know every now and again there's something that feels a little old, but I'm like, that shit's old, old, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but shit, before we get carried away, I'm going to go ahead and play us in. Let's do it. Something about this guitar riff reminds me of like a, I think an MF Doom song. Oh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on that, uh, yeah, we've been, we've been off, man. Uh, I texted Joe, I was like, we've been putting Flying Lotus and Thundercat against each other. Like they don't <laughs> make albums together Do shit every together year. constantly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what did, because I kept seeing like Flying, you know, I'm a big fan. So I kept seeing like, the people I know that's into his music say he's getting uh you know uh producer of the year now I'm I'm like wow how did he drop because I'm like I thought that was nineteen I was like oh duh oh he was on credits for Thundercats project yeah mm-hmm. which yeah it was like the one album I think that I liked more and you didn't write yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah geez I haven't gone back to that and. Some time, but now that I know like his sound, I think one of my like favorite albums of Flying Lotus, Thundercat is like all over. So much mm. so that I, when I would hear Thundercat in other places, I thought it was Flying Lotus. Mm. 
But um, but yeah, man, what you listen to this week? Not a whole lot. I feel like I've just been taking it easy this week. Uh, the most noteworthy project I did listen to was No Ceilings 3 that dropped last night or this morning, something like that. Mm, how was that? It's It didn't give me that warm, fuzzy feeling that I wanted. <laughs> yeah. I like the, the beat selection was good, but I feel like Wayne's delivery was just, I don't know. I feel like he's showing signs of aging mm-hmm. in a way that is unfortunate because I feel like people older than him are just as tenured. They at least, their voices still sound okay. Yeah. Like his voice just don't sound okay. Mm-hmm. Like the bars were all right. And there were some questionable choices. Like he tried to, he had one song with Young Thug that was just like, oh, yikes. This ain't it for either of you. <laughs> but yeah, it was fine. Like I didn't hate it, but it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Like even the Drake feature couldn't hold it all together. <laughs> like, Damn. I don't know. It was it was alright. Hmm. Very alright. It was nice to log back into Dat Piff. I haven't been on Dat Piff in a while. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't on Spotify? Nah. Okay. Well, yeah. Then that's. I had to log on, log on to my dat piff. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> How do I get back on this? Yeah, I don't know. Nothing major here for me. I It's been a very light content week for me. Yeah, for me. I don't know if you have anything major you wanted to For me, too. Um, so this week I listened to uh, Alfredo, uh, the Freddie mm-hmm. Gibbs uh, Alchemist album. Um, I also listened to Playboy Cardi. Cause I was looking. He, go ahead. You, you were dialing back, or did he drop something new? Right. I don't know. Was a, I was a looking snippet for it or something. I, I feel like know. there's a Playboy Cardi snippet out that I missed, but uh, I was, go ahead and talk about that because I didn't even know you liked Cardi even a little bit. So uh, I like the major shit, but I was mm-hmm. looking for that song that's on all the TikToks. It was like, but he never forget. I don't know. <laughs> And Shit. I just figured it would have been at the top of his uh, popular things on Spotify, but it wasn't. But I was like, I like this oh, shit. Oh, the one that, like, uh, No Stylist? Maybe. Or I guess it's technically called... Shit. The title is something different, but he says, I ain't got no stylist. Perky's on the pilot. Cocaine's on the pit. Like, it's got, like, a... There's, like, a really, really deep beat on there. But it's not even one of his... Um, It's a SoundCloud song, I'm pretty mm. sure. Because no, my cousin is a huge Playboy Cardi fan, and he always keeps me up to date with shit. So, yeah, I, that was one song I knew of before it became a TikTok hit. I know there's, I think there's two Playboy Cardi songs that are being used in TikToks. But, mm. uh, and then I was nah, like, this could be like, like a whole nother song, and not his, and he's just on it, and that's the part that. You I know, wish I had the now. I wish I had the keys to our our music thing here. Let me pull it up, or what I think it is. But anyway, you can keep. Um, and then, so yeah, it was you know cool. Like, I never really listened to him. I was gonna listen to his project, but I didn't. Also, listen to Jeezy, um, mm-hmm. just because of the verses and everything. Um, and he low key has like one like classic album, and then a lot of good songs after that. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has like a bunch of like Thug Motivation was hard. It was too many good ass songs in that one album. I feel like I kind of feel like that way about the game. Like I feel like mm. there's 
maybe more than one project that's really solid, but then it's like, you know, sprinkling some hits here and there, yeah. Ooh, that's not the right song. Oh, it's called Molly. Oh, yeah. I think that is what it's called. But um, he doesn't... I don't think he even says Molly in the song. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. It used to be called No Stylist back when people were, like, finding the ripped audio and, you know, just posting on YouTube. I don't know if you can hear this. Yeah, I think that's it. Hmm. Okay. Now, mind you, you know, TikTok, they usually be distorting shit, speeding it up, slowing it down. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, and that's the uh, thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, he be sounding like a baby sometimes. I be fucking with it, though. It works, bro. When <laughs> I, when I, man, I tell you, I went to his concert two years ago in Seattle. That was incredible (laughs) oh no i bet his concerts are lit yeah that's some shit you have to perform like that shit was so fun like nah man he's he's definitely a performer and you yeah that music you have to feel it you just have to feel it in your body like that shit is dope but um i i want to do like a really brief speed through thug motivation because this shit was just like i was like wow not to say he was a one-hit wonder because he obviously wasn't but nothing None of the other projects, a couple of mixtapes, none of the other projects measured up to this. Mm. So, the obvious, right? <laughs> like, even this, I just remember being. This was a different time, bro. Man. Like, you could just play the beginning. Like, you don't even have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God, up. Man, this shit, like, uh, you wanted to be a gangster nigga when this shit was out. My best South Pole fit on. Not South Pole. <laughs> okay, this is a skip, kinda. Wow. Like, this was me the whole time just riding around. Cause I was supposed to go get it. I was getting a COVID test, so I was in line waiting. Um, I decided not to go home for the holidays, but it was just the perfect, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have got me right, especially heading home, or I guess this time of year anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, damn. Because we had this conversation, like, you know, I was the youngest, so I didn't bring music into the house. I would just consume it. Yeah. So it's just like, uh, and then, like, at that point in time, like, shit would be on mixtapes and stuff. So you don't really know what the album is like. Mm-hmm. You know, you thinking a couple rip songs off LimeWire and whatever. I feel like this is a skip. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Jeez, I didn't realize how much of this project I still actually remember. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna play this because I mean, but the whole, even just these songs, it's like all of these are pretty much slaps. No, you're cool, man. Let it ride. I'm just trying to make sure I didn't miss any 
singles this week because I know they listen to the projects. We're just making sure they miss individual tracks here. This beat is so hard. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hey. This made me want to be wish I was selling drugs at this point in time in history. Like, <laughs> like the I wish place was so different. Yeah, like I wish I was just uh Another thing I listened to this, I realized listening to this is I don't like the album version. Yeah. Cause you know they used to do all like the gangster grills and all of that shit. Mm. So I'm listening, singing along to it, waiting for like the gangster grills, you bastards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just like more polished, and then um, th- there would be like guest verses on people who like was in his camp mm. that didn't actually make the album. Yeah, yeah. But some of them verses was hard, you know. Mm-hmm. This used to go off at house parties. I don't know if he was going to house parties at this point in time. Hell no. Yeah, <laughs> I was low key like too young, but like my nigga at the time was like a little bit older than me, and he had the older brothers. Mm-hmm. It's that benefit of being the youngest when your brothers is just close enough. So <laughs> my ass is like sixth grade in high school, in like a high school party essentially. <laughs> oh my god! And so I've been wilding. Yeah, I think I made a homebody out of my little brother because we were I wasn't doing a whole lot anyway. <laughs> even when I even when it was like, so even like my senior year, high, I wasn't doing nothing. I think I went to three parties ever before mm. college, like by choice. I wasn't like, I don't know. I just yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> but that must have been a whole fucking experience, bro. Being sixth grade hearing this shit out and about. Yeah, <laughs> nigga. Oh crazy. my god. And then it's like you know it, and then like niggas is like jumping around, pushing each other and shit. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god. Nah, that's something else. Like when this shit went off in the party. Oh my god. I was like eleven, twelve. Mm-hmm. Everybody else in here, like, 14, 15. I remember <laughs> the first time I got juked up by a chick. Mm. She's like, you look kind of young. I'm like, no, I'm 14. <laughs> She's like, I. Imagine trying to play off your age. What's <laughs> saying 14? And if you're in a situation where you got to pretend to be 14. Oh, bro. Like, yeah. Like, it was oh, a whole vibe. Because it'd be like the basement party. So, oh, mm-hmm. like, it'd be like. 50 teenagers in a basement you pay a dollar to get in and they have like a little ghetto ass like you feel like you walking into the club though it was oh lit bro <laughs> like some ghetto shit oh my lord yeah tell me i ain't real those eight all that i'm holding
I think this is kind of where it starts to. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was just kind of like a damn, like this was one album. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's no, nah, that's a powerful project. <laughs> an hour too, you know what I mean? Like a a solid ass hour. Yeah, that's a ridiculous amount of hits. <laughs> and I was gonna say, like, damn, maybe you should have. Yep, and that's the project right there. So I was gonna say maybe he sort of spread them, but he had hits after that, you know. So it's just like, damn, like that just speaks to the project. And then a lot of this shit that I was skipping, it wasn't terrible, but it just didn't age well. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside okay. of that little Jeezy recap, I uh have been listening to Kelly Uchis. Uchis. Nice. Did she drop a project or a single? A project. I've been calling let's her Kali Uchiha. Kali Uchiha? I'm dead. Yeah, man. I'm sure there's some fan art somewhere like that. Oh, that would be hard. <laughs> if not, we got to make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the project is called uh, Sin Medo, Without Fear, is what Ooh. it translates to. Um, Thank you. Sin Medio, I think is how it was pronounced. Um, I'll just play it a little bit. Yeah. It's a lot more in Spanish. I didn't really care for our last project, but I really, really like this one. And um, I feel like I'm the only one that liked the little four four song project. <laughs> I don't know, bro. This shit is just hard. It's like a I don't smoke cigars, but it made me want to. Mm, okay. Um and she got some good collabs on here. Who's on here? Rico Nasty, Party Next Door. Um, hmm, I guess those are the only notable ones. But it felt like it was more. Let's see. So yeah, maybe the first song and second song kind of blend together, and that's why I thought. But the second song is Fue Mejor? It was like when we were older, I think, mm-hmm. or you're older, or was older, something like that. But then it got party next door, and this shit is just like a vibe, mm. dude. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not really particular about like music that's not in English, but I felt like it was. I felt like I was very conscious that it wasn't in English, and I didn't mind. It didn't. The music was just fire. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Kali Uchiha, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was cool. I'm gonna definitely check that out. I like her voice a lot. I haven't really been disappointed by any of your projects, so yeah, I'm gonna check that myself. Okay. Um, any other music stuff we need to get to? Nah, not really. I don't have any major highlights. I was trying to look, see if I missed any songs, but nah, I'll, I'll come with some suggestions next, next time around, but yeah, nothing major here. All right, cool.
sorry, I started watching the intro. I'm like, this shit didn't happen in the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, See, that's man. good. They got to give you something to hold yeah. you down but not ruin plot lines. Maybe some intros with some straight up like spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> be like, they fight who? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that pushing them off a cliff? Dude, so earlier this week I texted you about um, potential songs to have for our intro to gaming or tech news. Yeah. And I don't know if you, did you listen to that first so. song? It was a woman, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so to for it. everybody else, what I sent him was the Kingdom Hearts intro from Kingdom Hearts 1, the uh, what, Simple and Clean, that remix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, it's so funny because I've seen TikToks or like some conversations on Twitter about that song like today about how it slaps and everything. I'm like, yeah, Tata Hikaru can do no wrong. Like, she, <laughs> she really had one of the best songs ever, and it was 2001. Like, that shit goes crazy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I sent you the other song, but this is arguably, it's like top five video game intros for me, was uh, from Mega Man 8. Hmm. Like the, did I send you the YouTube link? Uh, no, I think you only sent me a. I only see the first one. Damn, mm-hmm. but I don't know if anybody's played Mega Man Eight on the PS One. They they did like a whole like anime intro for the game, and the song is just crazy. Like it had no reason to go that hard because like this was like the PS One Mega Man. Like you're still just like side scrolling and like jumping on enemies, and it's like a very you know not I don't want to say typical, but like the intro did not have to go that hard, and this was the PS One, so. I would have pulled it up, but it's, I can't find it on streaming. I've been looking for years. But <laughs> I actually bought the Mega Man collection because I remember that game was just so like fond. Mm-hmm. Like, because I think the collection is like Mega Man seven through nine or six through ten. It's, it's like four Mega Man games, but I only wanted it for eight. And <laughs> so gotcha. I was like, yeah, this game went crazy. But uh, no, that that intro goes super hard to like slightly transition. From music to this next category, I just remembered that those definitely hold the place in my heart. I know a lot of people at least can agree with uh, Simple and Clean, but Mega Man 8 intro, look that up on YouTube. Anybody who hasn't played it or seen it, that shit goes crazy for no reason. <laughs> mm. All right. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out. So what you uh, watch this week, man? Yeah, uh, I finally took time to watch Jujutsu Kaisen, everyone's pick for anime of the year so far uh so i had to see what the fuss was about since you know we've been raving about fire force and everything so long and i'm five out of the nine episodes that are available deep and yeah i, I can see where this is going as far as the goat category or at least for this year I, it's it's cooking i like it a lot i think it really only took me one episode to get interested but then Two episodes to see its potential. I was like, yeah, this is really fire. I don't know if you've gotten to see it at all. Nah, or nah, nah, nah. I've been so obsessed with, like, troubleshooting one account that I forgot to, like, oh, yeah, let me set up my Crunchyroll um, again to watch it. But um, I put that on a to-do list for this week to, okay. to tap in. But, yeah, uh, just a light synopsis with no spoilers. Jujutsu... Follows a high school kid, Yugi, who, uh, or Yuji, his grandpa is sick. Uh, doesn't seem like he lives with his folks or anything. He's 
in the like a paranormal activity club in the high school and two of his friends are in it um the show kind of made me think about like how many of these anime have like high school clubs and we didn't really see that a lot in our experience i wonder how prevalent like i feel like a lot of anime have like obscure clubs you can join whereas like i feel like here in the u.s is very straightforward when there's clubs there's like not really room for like like, do you remember there being really obscure clubs in school i remember bible club (laughs) yeah bible club had the snacks (laughs) <laughs> hey, shout out to everybody from South Bend Clay who went to Bible Club and got the snacks. I actually read a couple scriptures there now and then and put some prayer reports, but they had the motherfucking after school snacks before practice. Shit was lit. Um, I'm dead. I feel like that's a very straightforward club for small town Indiana. Like, they did have an anime club or a gaming club, one of them. That makes sense too. Yeah. I, I just feel like our clubs were very on the nose, and I feel like a lot of anime, there's always like more obscure clubs being shown. I don't know if it's just to like make the show move or if that's really an occurrence. What were I feel like uh, I didn't know of like obscure clubs until like college where it was just like, oh that's very specific and random. Like, like what? Uh I, I feel like there was like I'm trying to think. I mean I know there was a anime club in college whereas at high school there was only like a gaming one. If I remember correctly, it was either gaming or anime, but they definitely overlapped. It was, yeah. You got to imagine people in that room were doing both. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, somebody busted out the Game Boy at some point. I remember I was pissed because I was like, so y'all only got a GameCube? All right, I'm out. (laughs) That's (laughs) all they needed, bro, for Smash Bros. (laughs) But no, anyway, Yuji's in the, um, like, the Paranormal Activity Club with two other students, and uh, there's an. This other character that kind of is actually deep in the shits because the, the premise of this world is there actually are, they call them curses. There's like demons that are around and like only people with, you know, a certain amount of ESP or whatever can see them in the first place. And then there's people that exercise the demons, uh, it's that kind of premise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so usually ends up accidentally like taking a cursed item that was around the school grounds and he has it in his backpack. And one of the guys who actually exercises demons was like, Hey, I need that thing that's in your bag. Cause uh, it's supposed to protect the school from D de- uh, from curses. And since you have it, the, the school's really, really like exposed that people are going to get hurt. He's like, okay. <laughs> like, like UG, UG's really laid back dude. And he's like honest and chill and just like whatever about everything. So I really like him as a protagonist. He's not like, He's not super whiny. He's not a jerk. He's not focused on some girl. He's just like, whatever. Here here we are. Like, I'm in school. My grandpa's sick. Like, um, you know, there's people I love. There's people I associate with at this club. Like, whatever. I'm just vibing. Uh, but anyway, so the cursed item ends up not being in Yuji's backpack. It was actually back at the school with his friends, the Paranormal Activity Club. And they end up getting attacked by some curses. And then Yuji and the... Uh, the other guy have to go back to stop the curse and save his friends, right? Mm-hmm. And Yuji ends up getting cursed powers from the item that they had because it was actually the finger of this really strong demon. And the finger ends up drawing in other curses because whatever demon it was is like chopped up in a bunch of pieces and his uh, body's like scattered, right? So I guess since the cursed item is so powerful, it like 
if it's put in a certain way, it can help protect the school from other shit. And so I think other places all over Japan like have curse items that help keep shit away. Curse, yeah. It keeps the darkness out, but it's like a super strong item. It's kind of uh, like I think dogs piss on shit, so that yeah, other dogs yeah. will like leave them alone. So it's kind of like that kind of concept. Yeah, that kind of thing to ward off the spirits, uh, but it gets exposed because it was like in a box and wrapped up a certain way, whatever, and they started opening it. Uh, but yeah, so they're under attack, and it gets to the point where Yuji ends up. Now, this is where I think the show is like really took a turn that I just didn't expect. Yuji ends up. Uh, oh, for more context, he's like super strong for his size and age. Like he just is like really strong and really fast, but he's not an athlete. He just doesn't want to play sports or anything. Like he just happens to be super strong and fast, whatever. Uh, so he ends up fighting one of these curses to try to save his friends, but he ends up getting like almost killed and then in the like last ditch effort he ends up eating the cursed finger and instead of killing him he actually ends up being fused with the demon whose finger that is and so the demon's in his body but unlike other shows i think where this starts to get interesting is yuji has complete control over his body and when he switches with that demon so he like switched places with that demon and the demon killed uh the curse that was attacking his friends and then Yuji took control of his body like instantly he's like all right cool thanks <laughs> like that, that's enough of that <laughs> but so the demon is like in his body and he's shitty he's like what the fuck you can control me this is whack like <laughs> so yeah so Yuji has control of this demon and the uh, my bad for forgetting his name but the guy that was he has like a scarf over his eyes like that guy he um he ends up explaining to Yuji that there's like academies of people that fight these curses and kind of how the curses work a little bit. And he's like, that finger you ate should have killed you. But since it didn't, I'm gonna have you keep eating the other pieces of this dude. And then we either going to kill you or we're going to exercise this demon out of you at the end. He's like, <laughs> he's like okay. Oh, so, <laughs> so I remember seeing a TikTok about this. That's actually kind of funny now. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so they're either gonna have to kill him after he eats everything, or keep rocking with him, and so yeah, I don't know. I think that was a really interesting thing, like the fact that he has control over it, and it's not like he's fighting his spirit all day. And like, I, I like what they've done with that concept. And like I said, Yuji's not an annoying dude. And then uh, I also like the the fighting style that's going on because the guy that is in his Jujutsu Academy. He uses hand signs to summon animals mm-hmm. out of the shadows. Like that's kind of his his fighting style. Like he'll do kind of like a like I know you, you can see me, no one else can, but like the the wing thing. Like he'll mm-hmm. do like wings with his hands and this like huge bird will come out and fight with them. Like he can summon a frog from what I've seen. He has two dogs that he usually summons first. Uh and then Yuji, he his demon pretty much just like is strong and fast and so it seems like, oh, and then like one of the mentor, not mentors, but like the leader of the Jujutsu Academy, he ends up meeting later. He like puts curses on like teddy bears and stuff and they end up fighting for him. So it, it's one of those shows, like I've mentioned before that I like shows that have like obscure powers and stuff. So it seems yeah. like everybody has vastly different abilities. Uh, one of the girls, she like uses a hammer and hits nails off of it. And they're like, they have the curse energy and she can hit them really fast. And she can do like voodoo type curses on stuff too. So, yeah, there's a bunch of obscure, cool powers. It's really modern and funny. Because I remember when Yuji goes to the Jujutsu Academy later, he uh, starts to put up stuff in his dorm room. And he's like, 
hey, my name is Yuji. I like girls that look like Jennifer Lawrence, blah, 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 blah. And he hangs up this poster of his blonde girl and stuff. And I was like, all right. So this this show is pretty up to date. Like, yeah, funny stuff. They even make a Smash Bros. joke at one point. Like, all, like it's really modern. It's funny. The animation's great. And I'm very curious to see whatever happens with Yuji trying to eat the rest of these cursed pieces and fight these other demons. Because they've already fought some really tough demons and i'm only on episode six now so yeah i really want to see what happens as this goes on yeah okay cool um yeah man it it looks really good so i definitely want to tap into it i um only thing i really watched this week was uh blade of the immortal yeah how many episodes did you see like 1.5 Okay, yeah, I'm only on like five or six. I honestly fell asleep watching last night, so I had to tap out. I hate that it's not dubbed because it's really good, but I just had to like. This week was so annoying with work because I I like was waiting, but I couldn't comfortably wait Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like just relax because the deadline was like so close. So like trying to watch the sub stuff was just making me anxious because I was like, I'm gonna get sucked in. This email is going to be like three hours behind. And uh, uh, so I just was, yeah. But um, I like it so far. Um, I really like the animation. Like it feels new. Yeah, it, it's really crispy. Like the, it just looks mm-hmm. really crisp. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the colors are really good too. Yeah, it, it just, so far I like it. Um, mm-hmm. And as dark as it is, it doesn't, it still feels like something I could fall asleep to. So far. No, you know what's crazy is after like the big shocker of episode one, I feel like I'm more settled into it. Like I mm-hmm. feel like it's not doing, not in a bad way, but I feel like the episode one shocker with the women sewn to his shoulder was <laughs> yeah. just like so out there that I didn't know what to expect going forward. But like going forward, it's it's still bloody and, it, and a lot of action and it's intense, but it doesn't do that so far. So it's like, yeah, I could see where you kind of could use this to relax you because it's a lot of muted colors. The music is really good. And then there, it's starting to get to a point for me where there, it is kind of dialogue heavy. So yeah, you do kind of wish there was a dub because where I'm at, they're kind of getting into like to the philosophy of the, the, the Shogunate and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. why yeah, they're doing yeah. what they're doing. It's starting to get into that. So it, it definitely is one of those shows you could just lay back with at least where I'm at so far. So yeah, I get that. Yeah, I really feel like my reading level is being tested this week. Because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I don't know a lot of motherfucking talking. <laughs> I want to see how the whole immortal thing plays into everything. Like, does somebody else have this curse like this? And what are they going to do about it? And all I'm that kind of. I'm also bothered by his eye. Uh, why you say that? Because, like, you can tell that his face has been cut up and he fixed it, but his eye is still. Uh huh. Like one of them is like shut. Yeah, he's. You gotta imagine he's been through a lot because he just moves like he has a death wish, you know. Yeah. Like he just doesn't care at all what happens. <laughs> to him. So like he'll that, get shitty when he loses, but then he's losing because he's so reckless. It's like what? <laughs> so in any of the other episodes, have they gone further into his story yet, or just what we already know? Okay, because yeah, I was no. just like, yeah, he seems like. Like I'm curious to see, like how he- they've done they've done backstory on people that are running up on him. Yeah, but not him so, yet. Yeah, they keep doing other people's backstory as it, as they approach him or whatever. So, I think they're gonna save 
a bit of space for whatever's going on with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. but no, nothing so far yet. Yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's pretty cool. I actually saw that there was a live action version of this show also on um, Amazon Prime. <laughs> I yeah, might be I down I for that. <laughs> yeah, see, I think this world is doable. Like, it's, there's no like zombies or ridiculous sized monsters. Like, this is probably a more doable animated turn into a film. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it all through first before I even click on that. Hmm. Anything else, anime, this week? Because I've had a pretty light week. Yeah, it was pretty light for me, too. Mostly Jujutsu and then Blade of the Immortal. I think you like Jujutsu a lot. It's, And I know you're not one to watch two or three episodes and have to wait a while, so I think you've got nine to watch right now. So I think I think you'll you'll get hooked once you peep it. But, yeah, nothing, nothing else major for me in that way. Okay. Cool. Let's uh, move on to gaming. Let's do it. Uh, uh, yeah. Typical week for me here on the gaming front. Played some Apex, played some Madden, uh, ran some Rocket League a little bit. I think we caught two Apex dubs that were pretty good this week. Yeah. Some people, so that was that was nice. And I think one thing I'll highlight uh, before I just get into ranting about the game in general so one of my friends in the party, when we got a win, he actually, he has a PS5. Mm-hmm. And so he was using his controller to talk to us. He didn't have a headset plugged in. So I was mm. interested to see like the sound quality and everything. So it seemed like on his end, he could hear us completely the whole time, like coming out of his controller or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then for me, he was a little bit choppy because he was using his controller to talk to us. Mm. There was a lot of moments where he was kind of choppy sounding. So... I don't know if it's where his where he because I mean when I play my game at my desk like my controller is sitting in my lap roughly, mm. so I feel like a microphone in your lap is just, I mean that's just not how you would talk on the phone you know yeah but then I'm not gonna hold my controller to my face either <laughs> so hello <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it's funny I asked him I was like wait you're talking to us and listening to us from the controller like is that it's a it's a phone like <laughs> that's a phone yeah. basically and then it's yeah, also it's, like did you hear this nigga pressing buttons and shit <laughs> like no surprisingly no yeah. I, I don't remember hearing him touching shit at all which was like super impressive but he was choppy at times when we were just talking about X Y and Z so I'm like hmm damn remember when like was that like 2008 or nine when like you'd be on a phone and then somebody be on their cell phone and y'all get into an argument and mm-hmm. then you hear all that motherfucking tapping like what the fuck mm-hmm. are you doing <laughs> over there <laughs> yep Jeez. Yeah, if you want a speaker you hear that the keys clicking it's the worst yeah i think that was uh a worthy highlight of playing apex with somebody who's got a ps5 is like how does the sound quality work uh it seemed like the game speed was fine like there was no hiccups in that way like okay no wi-fi glitches um nothing like that but yeah the audio was a little choppy at times so i'm thinking whenever i get up to ps5 i'm gonna try to primarily not talk to people through the controller Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think i'm gonna try to make sure i have something plugged in because i I like to hold the controller low in my lap i don't like have it (laughs) <laughs> at my chest or yeah. anything so hmm. okay. but yeah did you uh play much of anything this week before we just ramble about random games <laughs> um no um we got the game on apex this week so that was cool and i played oh my god i'm playing ghost right now and i'm trying to get this damn shield <laughs> 
Uh, wait. The the, the armor. The, the mythic tale. The mythic tale. I think so. And like you well, gotta you have go to all you have over to the fucking six farms. Yes, bro. I was, mm, dude. <laughs> that had me so. All right, all right. So there's a. <laughs> I know we talk about ghosts a lot on here, but this this was just something that was just so out of pocket. Bruh. I mean, I know a lot of you play longer games anyway, so we probably sound dumb to some people that play longer RPGs or whatever, but this was a lot even for me. So there's a side mission that you get a whole new set of armor for, and the way you get it is to save six different farms across the island, and the farms are nowhere near each other. At all. And they're all different lengths of requirements of um, <laughs> saving the farms. And, like, some you know the- you're going to have to fight somebody and, like, ugh. Dude, so what made it even worse for me is I was focusing on the bonus mission. Like, you know how it would tell you, like, kill three people with uh, the half bow? Mm-hmm. Or kill two people silently, but don't use your um, ghost listening skills? Yeah. Oh, like, wait, I was focused you... on. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because I wanted to say something. I remember we were talking mm. about, like, how fast it goes up. If you mm. do the wind thing, it pops back up. Oh, your the wind swipe on the controller on yeah. the touchpad. Yeah, it'll pop ah, back up. Okay. Yeah, I, I figured that out this week because I was that's like, "That's actually super convenient." That's not bad. That's not yeah, bad. it's not because it's not invasive. You can wait till you're like paused for a second and okay, yeah. cool. So mm-hmm. they had a good solution for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was trying to do all the bonus missions, and so it was taking like the fact that I was like, "I bet I can move over here, sneak kill them." Like it was turning that into like a much more methodical process than it had to be Mm -hmm. and it's like bro i'm on farm three out of six and i don't even know (laughs) where the other farms are this is ridiculous and they're like five kilometers apart and then like on one part it was like you try to go but like there's water so you literally have to go the opposite direction keep checking the map bro the water was too deep for the horse to go into and you had to go all the way around what i'm always thinking is like how am i gonna fight khan Mm-hmm. Cause it's, I feel like when I fight, I typically stay in one stance. But I didn't beat him with a, like I felt like I had my most success with the uh, straw hat when I wasn't mm-hmm. in the stone stance. I feel like Khan switching weapons would be cheesy. Like if you if if it was like one of those boss fights where they're like. And now he's going to use a spear. It's like ah, that's cheesy. I feel like you're, I feel like in real life, if you're fighting to the death of this dude and he's a tall, heavy guy, I don't think he's got four weapons on his hip. I just don't think that's how it'd be. I mm. mean, I don't know, but I feel like he would just have his go-to, whether it be like two swords or a spear. I feel like that. I hope it's not a cheesy boss fight because there's been games that like are really, really good front to back, and they just have a boss fight that just feels corny because mm. they want you to like obviously play a certain way to finish it it's like come on don't do that yeah i hope not i just hope if there is weapon transitions that they're not like forced or just awkward like i don't want somebody in a crowd to throw him a new weapon and you gotta (laughs) oh let me change my stance like nah and i don't even like when the game tells me to switch stances i want to struggle like yeah because sometimes i'll forget that i I was like shit which one's for this type of enemy again and the game will like slow down and be like you should switch to moon stance to have a better chance like no like i'm fucking up that's my fault like (laughs) like, (laughs) let let me make this mistake (laughs) let me do it (laughs) yeah like that's how it feels like they're like putting their hand on your shoulder like hey man might want to change your stance there like no (laughs) speaking of 
So I told you how I went axe throwing. Yeah. And it was like a super chill like outing or whatever. And the like, you know, I was getting it and motherfuckers was just like, what you really want to do is put your elbow at a 45 degree. All right, cool. Thanks. Like you're flicking your wrist and it just turned into a whole motherfucking clinic. And I'm like, bro. Like, yeah. I'm just here to have a good time. I'm not trying to win the golden axe. Like, relax. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I literally like, just stopped throwing and looked at this nigga dead in his eyes. It's like, bro, I didn't come here for all that. <laughs> like, like, bro. No. I'm like, Susan over the other aisle is just fucking break, finna break the wall. Like, get out of my face. <laughs> bro, like, I came here to have a good laugh and feel like Kratos for two seconds. Like, <laughs> come on now. Yeah, man, but um, no, nah, man. Yeah, I'm gonna hop on probably when we get done. I just gotta get this fucking armor. I'm like tired of it. Just yeah, just get it done, bro. It's yeah, it's annoying. That's why I knew I was like, if I don't do all six farms in this one sitting, I'm gonna pick another side mission. <laughs> and those farms gonna have to burn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was sick, bro. It says six farms. I was like, what the. F- before, they said, get six keys from six farms. Like, damn it. Before we transition off, I seen somebody finally get killed. Like, you know how I was questioning? I was like, did I get there too late or were they already going to die? I'm mm. riding up on a horse and they killed them. I was pissed. I was just starting up smoke. I was looking for niggas after that. <laughs> yeah, bro, it hurts when you feel like you were right there from saving somebody. And they, it's like, oh, man. Like, I, I instantly, like, I've gotten to the point where I, like, get as close as I can and start a standoff. Cause I, I've missed saving two people before, and I'm just like, nah, I gotta get it. I gotta get a standoff. Yeah, I don't really do the standoffs now. Shoot an arrow or something, cause I can't have these people getting their heads chopped. Yeah, that's yeah. the only time I will do a standoff, cause I've been actually avoiding it. Cause they're getting harder now. <laughs> no, I feel like they're actually okay. Yeah. Um, especially since you mentioned the thing about the spear being closer than a sword, I never noticed that. Yeah. But I just really like jumping off the horse. Uh, like I said, if you. I'm getting pretty good at the angle where if you do it fast enough, you can assassinate niggas still. Mm, mm-hmm. um, or like I'll just throw like a bomb and then like hop off and you can like come down. If you're in the right stance, you can come down with like a hard ass like sword strike. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I just like it to be more like conventional fighting and not like a game sometimes. I feel that. Yeah. yeah. It makes it makes it more cinematic when you feel like this is like some shit that could have po- really popped off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because who going to roll up on a horse like stand up and fight? Nah, nigga. I'm shooting arrows out the whip. <laughs> yeah. I have to have that element of surprise against eight people. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get you get you guys in a single file line. Oh, man. Oh, That's sure. funny. But uh, any other game and shit? Not really. Uh, I was really kind of hoping this week we could tackle some of our off-topic things that we've put on our notes. Okay. I guess that's why it was easier for me to keep it light this week. I was like, yeah, we got plenty to kind of ramble on about otherwise. So. Okay, cool. Uh, Anybody that's had their fill for music, anime, or gaming, that's all we have. <laughs> but anybody that want to hear us ramble about their Netflix and random stuff, here it comes. <laughs> okay, cool. Um... Well, I got one thing on here that yeah. I kind of wanted to get to. It's pretty quick, but mm-hmm. uh, David, David David Letterman has a show on Netflix called My, ne- My Next Guest. Mm-hmm. And people always talk about him. He's from Indiana, right? Ball State? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's a GOAT. And I didn't really realize, like, you know, I do documentaries and stuff, and I interview people. And he was basically asking Dave Chappelle, 
like, why did mm. you leave the Chappelle show? Mm. Like, we all know, but he was like, what's the joke? Like, he basically was asking him, like, what was the joke that made you leave? Because you know, mm. you said, like, you didn't like the way they were laughing, but what was it? And Dave kind of was like, it didn't really matter what it was. I just didn't like the way he laughed. I was like, but do you remember? And, like, when you're interviewing sometimes, there's, like, two different types of people. There's the people with their guard up, and mm. you kind of penetrate it. And you, mm. before you know it, they're telling you stuff that they thought they would never say out loud. Mm. And that's like a really cool moment because you're like, you're being very intimate, but you're also getting the content you want, right? And I was mm. watching uh, Black as Fuck, and um, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's ba- Black as Fuck is on Netflix too. It's a mockumentary, so fake documentary show, and basically... The girl was interviewing somebody and the person started crying and the director was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And when she goes to cry and like blow her nose, she looks Mm. at the cameraman and she's like thumbing up like, yeah, we're getting good content. And I was like, (laughs) laugh. I was like, it's so (laughs) fucked up. But like as a director, you kind of feel like that a little bit. Uh And uh, I'm just watching David Letterman like trying to like, like consistently go back and say like, well, could you tell me like what happened without being so pushy? And he got Dave to tell him. And I like lost my shit. Cause I'm like, Dave ain't no pushover. And he kind of was like, per my last email, like politely, like back the fuck off. Yeah. And then he just kind of kept like, it's so much tension that people I feel like take for granted when you're doing that stuff. Like I did a documentary and I was asking a girl about like a rape Mm. and like, she knew, like, that's why she was being interested or interviewed, I mean. Like, yes. like we all knew it, so it was talked about. But at the same time, it's kind of like, while we know that this is why you're on screen, like, and the story of the film, like, nobody knows that. So it has to be talked about. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of, like, in that position for the first time, and it was like, I have to push because we're here and, like, there's money behind this and, like, all of this other stuff. Right. And it's like, but I don't want to be insensitive to what happened. And so it's like a weird balance of like making sure that the person feels safe, but also getting there, getting what you came for. Right. And like, I got it and it was fine. And, you know, after the interview, I was like, hey, are you okay? I'm sorry if I pushed too much. She was like, no, I'm glad that you insisted because that's what I was here for. Right. Um, But just seeing him like, I don't know. I seen Dave like, fuck you. I'm not telling you. And he just kept going. David Letterman and Dave yeah, Chappelle. Like, yeah. They were just like button heads kind of. And he got it. And I just thought that was like the dopest thing. It just made me so pumped. Like, I don't think a lot of people understand that. So, Yeah, there's a certain way to navigate that type of a conversation. And you can be the type of person that would turn somebody off from even slightly opening up to you. So for Dave to navigate that. And I mean, I've seen him where it goes the other way. And. He might pry somebody early, but they'll give a shitty response, even if it's the and it won't even always be the one that we needed or wanted. Like somebody just give a shitty response. Like, I'm tired of you trying to like press me about X, Y and Z. Like, not that he's bad at that thing, but I think there's some people that just like that wall is so thick. Like, it's like some wall, wall, wall Mario shit that they yeah. won't, even, <laughs> like, won't even let you pass, like even a little bit. So, yeah, no, that's cool. And, and, I, uh, I want to check that interview out. 
you bring up a good point. And the interview wasn't that great, but that part made the interview great for me. But, the, but he did Dave Chappelle, Kanye. Like, Isn't Oprah on there at some point? I don't know. He's done a lot of people. Yeah. But the thing you bring up is like sometimes you will ask the same question five different ways, like their new questions. Uh-huh. Just to get the the answer, you know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. and I think that was the thing, because usually in a documentary, you just hear acts once, but like you see right, it, right. you see the multiple attempts, like the jab, the jab, the hook, you know, all that. So yeah, I thought that shit was hard. Um, So I guess I'll let you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Which of these random things I want to start with first? Uh, oh, here's one. Uh, fuck the Uncharted movie. We're going to start right there. Um, I really want nothing to do with that movie like at all. Is it trailer um, out? No, there's been clips from, not clips, but screenshots from the set and pictures of uh, Tom Holland as Nathan Drake and Mark Wahlberg as Sully. Ugh. And Exactly. I, I Yeah, I want nothing to do with this movie, man. I... I'm a huge fan. I've played four out of the five games. I never touched the one that's on PSP. Um, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of the games. Like I like what they do as far as like the modern explored game. And like, I, I just, I don't know, a bunch of likable characters, like good action scenes and set pieces and stuff. And I think the game works in the space that it's in. I don't think I need to relive the, um, because in Charted 2, you start off with, you're in a snow-capped mountain, there's a train that's hanging off of a cliff, and Drake's hanging from the train, and he was asleep, and he wakes up on a train that's like over a cliff, and you gotta climb up the train. It's just this insane, like, I was just like, what is going on? Like, this is madness. Like, I've never played a game, like, yeah, this especially epic, the, the yeah. very first 10 seconds, I'm climbing up a train in a mountain, the, and he fell asleep, like, why is he asleep? Like, what is going on? So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I need that captured in the movie screen situation. Cause like there's been movies with cool set pieces and stuff already. Like, but then for Uncharted, I'm like, how do you recapture that feeling again? Because part of the, you know, the wonder of Uncharted is that like, you get to experience this crazy shit. So like, I'm not going to experience the train scene. I'll just see it. And it's like, yeah. Cause part of it yeah. is it's cinematic. So it's a cinematic experience. Yeah, like games are generally fun because of the tactile, like you're feeling shit out. But Uncharted is cool because it takes that experiencing shit with the cinematic thing and they like mix really well. Like if you just take away the tactile part and you only have the experience and you throw Mark Wahlberg in there, (laughs) like I don't know. I just, I'm not, my expectations are low. I'm going to see it because I'm an Uncharted fan. Like I have to go see this. Like I have to see what the hell they're doing to my series but my expectations are low and then it's also like i think one thing people really haven't talked about is uh drake be killing hella niggas yeah like drake drake be murdering 50 people a, a level like <laughs> yeah. he be, like choking people out shooting them with a shotgun at point blank range he killed the fucking yetis and uncharted 2 and mythical things and like Drake killed a lot of people. So I'm like, are they going to have Tom Holland out here really wilding? Like when it's Uncharted 2, the movie? Because I think Uncharted 1, they can probably get away with him being an explorer who's stealing artifacts and trying to feed his fam and just like the Which whole Which is still kind of bullshit. 
yeah, they I'm sure they can get that shit off because this is like supposed to be the younger Drake prequel section of things. But when he gets a little older and they try to do another movie, which I'm sure they will, like this probably will sell enough to make a sequel. At some point, Drake's going to have to be in caves shooting people like because that's how the game goes. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of shooting people like you're shooting people, escaping rooms, like kicking niggas in the head, like twisting people's necks, stealing stuff and then shooting people again. Like, like <laughs> I just feel like Lara Croft did it. We don't need to. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I feel like the games led to Uncharted being dope. But the movies don't need to necessarily be redone. But I guess, I mean, if anything could follow Indiana Jones, anything is possible. Because we could have just stopped at Indiana Jones, right? But Laura Croft lived and that shit was dope. Like, Uncharted lived. That shit's dope. But I think it's dope in the gaming space for a reason. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like everybody loved tomb raider the movie was fine i don't feel like mm-hmm. that movie would do good now either it hasn't been because <laughs> i i think they're doing another one but the, tomb the recent yeah they oh, did a god rec- no did, like leave it where it was no they did a recent reboot of tomb raider Ugh. movies with the new actress and everything but i don't think it did that well but i think yeah. this version is getting a sequel i think but no i, I yeah i guess it just does not need to like this explorer genre shit is perfect for video games. You can do a lot more than you can in a movie and you can surprise us in a lot more ways. Like a movie is not going to surprise us and the younger generation don't want this either. Like they, like they, they don't, I know they don't want this. Like yeah. They don't need their Indiana Jones. So yeah. Fuck the Uncharted movie was my first yep. thing to ramble on. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, y'all probably touching somebody's sacred shit. <laughs> Leave it alone. That too. Yeah, I feel like the world's also getting more aware of that, of like these things need to be left where the fuck they are. Like <laughs> stop opening tombs and stuff and I, mummies I, and I think it would be uh, cool to make a, a an acceptable explore movie. Like what would that look like, right? Mm. Like let's say a second generation like anything. Black person, yeah, Latino yeah, person yeah. is trying to like Go back to like the roots and meet his grandma, and then it's like, oh shit, like all this other stuff is happening. And like, I don't know, but like that way, like you're trying to like get in touch with something and not just trying to like steal shit for profit and money. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, all the motivations of all these explorers is the common denominator of my dad used to be an explorer. So, like, the further back in time you go, it's like, yeah, he definitely was stepping on. The natives of wherever he was and just taking their shit just because it was rare like but nah they <laughs> they they think it's sacred you think it's rare it's sacred like leave it like leave it alone it's not for you like yeah so it just and then the things they do to get this item they're not supposed to have in the first place and yeah so it would be a much better story to see somebody maybe try to return something or like protect something something like that yeah because it you can literally do the whole thing, but just make the motivation different. And I think, you know, like, because mm-hmm. even thinking about that, I'm like, let's say, like, I don't know. There's this movie called Sweet Blood of Jesus. Uh, what's his name? Spike Lee did it. It's a remake of an older film called Ganja and Hess, but it's basically about black vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's kind of stupid, but the premise is like somebody gets stabbed by this sword from the ashanti region Mm. and that turns him into a vampire and they're like 
hungry for blood and shit or whatever. But like that's like this. It was like a voodoo hoodoo sacred artifact that has mythical powers or whatever, right? Mm. And it's like, oh shit! To become human again, we need to return it. The spirits are like, no, nigga, you have to bear the curse. I don't know. This is <laughs> like so many other ways to go about this shit. Yeah. So. All right, I will pass it off to you. What's next on your? Um, oh, did you ever listen to Tony's story? No, the, the Meek Mill song. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> but I do have something random on here, and it was like, what's something that's like hella common that feels like the end of the world? <laughs> yeah, what was some of the stuff you were thinking about? Uh, I feel like for me, I would say flat tire, but not really because I got like you know roadside and stuff. But for some it is, people, it, it, it's uh, it's always gonna derail you from what you're trying to do, though. But for me, it's clogged toilets. And yeah, there's still I still have that heart attack factor about it when it happens because it's like it just feels like oh shit. <laughs> it's like the solution is very simple, but I don't want to do it. No, not at all. I feel like I get more frustrated with a clogged toilet over a a tire, which usually takes longer, but. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> I hate a clogged toilet. Because clogged toilets, like you're looking down at your shame. <laughs> like, yeah. Look at look at this mess I made. And <laughs> water might be splashing. Like uh. you don't even like touching the damn um, the rod. What what the hell is that thing called? The plunger. Yeah. Just t- just touching the top of it is like, yeah. Look at you. <laughs> you're only here for one thing <laughs> and one thing only. <laughs> you're such a disgrace. <laughs> yeah, I always want to throw it away after I use it too. Right. <laughs> yeah, the plunger is not something that you want to touch. If somebody tried to break in my place, I'm get, I'm beating with the plunger. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm grabbing first. <laughs> I'm gonna have the knife in one hand, the plunger in the other. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So that was one of the things that I came up with. I was just wanted to think of something like that. Like if you had something, it's like, uh, the solution really isn't like the hardest, but it's really gonna fuck up my mood for at least the next hour or so. Jeez, I'm trying to think. I I have so many damn pet peeves and stuff. I'm trying to think of what. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, I get easily irritated by a lot of random. Sh- I was, I man, I feel like I like to cook a lot, so I feel like salty food, like overly salted food, because you really can't go back from it. Mm. Like you can under season something and save it. Like you can sprinkle some of this, sprinkle some of that, add a dipping sauce. But if you over salt something or like overcook something, you can't like. Make it juicier, and you can't <laughs> you can't take no salt out of some food. So stuff like yeah, something like that would just kind of throw me. Especially if it took a long time to make the meal, or if it was a new recipe or something. It's like fuck. Not only did I waste two hours mm-hmm. going to Kroger, grabbing these ingredients I don't use, following this recipe, making a mess in this kitchen. This shit is too salty. What the fuck? <laughs> so I made a ramen this week from scratch. Scratch. It took forever. Mm-hmm. And I was just so paranoid that it was going to be disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out okay. The second day was like way better. You know, flavors flavors got to settle and stuff. But that was like yeah. one of the, the things I was like, this is going to be so gross and uneatable. And I, was, I didn't actually spend a lot of money, but I spent a lot of time. What was the hardest part of making ramen from scratch? Everything, bro. Like, I don't think I understood how much of an art form it is. Mm-hmm. And I mean that. Like... It's not a bowl of soup. It's like a soup that you make, and then there's the broth, and then there's the tare combination, which is like 
Tare is essentially like salt flavor. Mm-hmm. So you can like make it or you can like buy it. And so I use like this oyster sauce for like my tare, which is like the yep. thing. So you put it all in one bowl and then you have your meat on top of that and then the egg. So like the broth took about like five hours to make. Mm-hmm. Um, And I bought chicken feet, which thank God I was looking up like, I was like, let me just figure out how to clean these if there's like something extra because I don't fuck around with chicken feet. And the tutorial, they had to, like, pull off the skin. And chicken feet looks a lot like fingers, like baby fingers. Yeah, they're pretty uh, <laughs> pretty nasty looking. Yeah. yeah. So I bought it, and I was like, fuck it. And then I, like, took it out the fridge, and I was like, oh, I fucked up. I'm not built for this. <laughs> but it's, like, Thanksgiving, and, like, I decided to stay home. There's not a lot of food options. I already kind of committed to this. Yeah. So I was like, fuck. So I just manned up, rinsed them off. Use some tongs to put it into the uh, <laughs> to mm-hmm. the pot, and then you know mm-hmm. you cook it down. I threw some vegetables in there. That was pretty simple, but it was just a lot of like questioning myself. I'm like, is this right? Yeah, yeah. Is this thick? Oh, hour four or five. Oh, okay, it's pretty thick now. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, okay, so now I have to make a a soup. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, damn. So I got to boil this down for two hours till it tastes like something and once it tastes like something i gotta strain it and season it and cook it again and then i gotta like get them both at the right temperature and put it in a bowl and top it with meat so it was kind of fun and i think i would enjoy it now that i've done it and i was like oh okay cool it's not such a confusing yeah because i was like so when do i put them all in one pot and it's like no like this tastes good because there's two separate flavors mixed just right and it's like the bowl is where they all meet. So I was like, all right, this is kind of hard. But um, nice. I feel like I have an interesting experience with animals like that, like it, or at least with the chicken. Like my my parents, there's been some summers where I remember they would take like I've, I've seen a chicken from start to finish. Let me say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen a chicken like head cut off, then plucked whole house smelling like dead chicken Ugh. like it's plucked and then they're cutting up the separate parts and yeah i've seen a chicken from start to finish so i think i could handle that part a little bit like i've also seen a goat from start start to my plate <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of uh yeah we've gone to a farm picked the goat out put it in the trunk it was alive like <laughs> squirming for his life <laughs> took it to another part of the farm and then they had a big old machine. And I feel like that broke me because I was like five or six. And I was like, the goat was cute. And I'm like, I started to put two and two together once I heard that. La- I, I'll never forget that <laughs> scene. Like that blade the farmer had was whirring so <laughs> loud. And I was like, yeah, they're finna cut this goat's head off. <laughs> so yeah, we go home. <laughs> There's definitely no more banging in the trunk. <laughs> Next day we have that go for lunch. And it was smacking. <laughs> it was delicious. But I that was definitely a jarring experience. You know, this goat is cool. I know his ankles are tied. I feel bad. He's in the trunk squirming for his life. In the trunk. And once that blade came on, I was like, oh shoot. <laughs> That's when I knew I, I mean I didn't have any inkling. I didn't think it was like gonna come home with us at you know. I knew it was for food, but like somebody being alive and like it was, you look it in the eye and then 
Like the farmer was just vibing. Like, <laughs> all right, well, you know what time it is. Turn that blade on. Like, I have never seen a like, like you know those blades they use to make like roast beef or something like at Arby's and yeah. stuff. It was like that, but like louder and like just a <laughs> thick ass. Like, oh man, like that was an intimidating blade. I was like, this is so loud. Like, uh, but yeah. So I've I've seen some animals from start to finish. So at least if I ever get to that stage of the the ramen process, I won't be too too freaked out. Yeah, yeah, man. That's funny, and it's funny because I'm imagining you and like the baby pictures that you post on social media, like looking <laughs> like just a bunch of big ass cheeks, like oh shit, <laughs> with some sandals on. <laughs> Dude, I, that was very jarring, bro. Like I, I remember that trip, like. Oh man, like I wasn't scared, but it was just like very like the circle of life was like really brought to my head at that that moment, you know. <laughs> like it's just like this, this, it is what it is, man. <laughs> like, yeah, we really be eating these cute little. Creatures. All is one and one is all, head ass. For real, like that was the mo- that was the day I knew. I was like, all right, I get it now. We are the superior. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. We must eat to survive. Damn. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, my kids are gonna cut chickens up. I was like, I was like, cause my love chicken ass, like I love some chicken and shit. I'm like, nah, I shouldn't be freaked out by no damn chicken feet. And that's what I'm saying. I kind of want a full like hunting experience someday. Like I want to like skin something and shoot it and whatever. My brother goes like, uh, quail hunting every now and again. Yeah, I want the full experience. And I they're think pretty that's something... big in Indiana. It's like the biggest mm-hmm. game bird. So. I think that's a valuable experience, honestly, because you just never know when this whole shit could turn upside down. Yeah. Or when you end up in a situation where you got to fend for yourself. I mean, I know it's 2020 and but shit. Actually, 2020 is more reason yeah. to be prepared, prepared for anything. Shit. Yeah. You sent me the article about diseased minks or something. Yeah, that was capped, though. So basically, the article said, like, the very first article was like zombie like minks have a mutation of coronavirus as they arise from their graves. And I was like, I don't buy it because some of the t- words they use. But when you dig deep enough, basically what happened was there's a mutated strand of COVID that the minks had. So they just mm-hmm. killed all them niggas and buried them. Mm-hmm. But they didn't bury them that deep and their bodies expanded like dead things do. So the dirt shifted because there's like millions of minks all expanding. And so they came out of the dirt. Mm. Yeah. But I'm like, why are y'all using the word zombie like and arise? Yeah, yeah they, <laughs> they got your ass. Yeah, I they felt like it clicks. was bullshit. But I'm like, I be seeing articles super early about stuff. Mm. So I'm like, uh. like, I think I noticed trends like. I remember when Hulu was a thing, the guy from 30 Rock did an ad and he was like, it's like TV on the internet. And this was back when Hulu was free and you could watch like everything. Yeah, I remember the very first commercial was after the the Super Bowl that year. Mm -hmm. And I hopped on my computer immediately. I was like, whoa, Hulu has TV for free. Oh my God. Look, Look where we're at now. Yeah, so he did another ad about cryptocurrency. But mm. not even about, like, crypto. It was, like, a service for it or, like, something. And I mm. was like, yeah, y'all niggas need to get on this. Because I'm just like, everything about it makes sense. Like, it's faster. 
it's more secure. But more than anything, niggas with money want it because they could send large sums of money in an instance. Right. Like, have you ever tried to send? Like, I remember when I got my money for the loan I took out. I was like, bro, what's going on with my account? Like, everything was shut down and, like, all this other bullshit. Yeah, no. Niggas that's moving real money, like, who can just send, like, millions of dollars and you have it in your account in minutes on a weekend that falls on a holiday? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to get put into play. <laughs> yeah, no, there's too much power in that. And the U.S., unfortunately, is relatively slow when it comes to stuff like this but they're not that's the thing and like if you watch it it makes sense because like all the laws around it is not really to make it illegal and they're all very unclear but it's just like if you ain't got money you don't need to have this and we're gonna slow you down and deter you yeah but i feel like no i feel like that's what i'm saying though is like i feel like there's not so many barriers other places to like get a foot in this and understand it and also just use it yeah like i feel like it's and I and I keep seeing like a lot of like businesses are building infrastructure around it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this shit's gonna get used. So I just been taking like one to three percent of my money and investing or whatever. Um, and I'm like, yeah, if businesses are buying this, then I feel like I need to buy it. Like it's probably still 15 years away. But I did my calculations, and so I'm like, I feel like I'm gonna be sitting pretty. Mm-hmm. God forbid, you know, or God allowing, whatever the old people say, Lord willing. <laughs> Lord willing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God forbid, I'm going to be sitting pretty. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, bro, what? <laughs> you going to put that on yourself? Uh, Yeah, speaking of money, though, uh, one thing I wrote here was sports betting ain't easy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I had a friend kind of explain how at least one app that he uses for sports betting works and it's not legal in the state that I'm in. So I was able to download the app and try it. Uh, I don't know. Conceptually, it's pretty interesting, but also addicting. I can see how people can get caught up in not wanting to stop that shit. Mm-hmm. Cause you basically like, I know we talked about it on the pre-show once, but we didn't like put it on, on wax live, but uh, you basically play the odds of like, Let's say like Notre Dame is like a 10 point favorite against the, uh, I don't know, IU or something. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you can put money down that IU will actually win like by X amount of points or more. And so the way it's set up is like the betting house will say like it's more profitable for you to bet on IU winning because it's less likely and if you put down 10 bucks on IU, you'll get like a thousand if they beat Notre Dame by X amount of points, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So then, you know, you've got individual bets like that. And it's like, hmm, I have a hunch that this team is going to actually, you know, come out on top as the underdog. And not only will it be fun to watch this team win against this big team, but I'm going to get fucking paid. Like, yeah. That's lit. Like <laughs> I'm about to put money down on this team. I barely, this $10 means nothing to me. I'm going to get a stack. I'm at the bar. I'm drunk. This is great. This is good action of the sport I'm watching. Like, so I feel like all that energy, I was like, I can see how people can get really addicted to this shit. But then it kicked up even more. Cause I learned about uh, like the parlay system. Mm-hmm. And so you basically can combine multiple bets 
like whether they're like underdog related or like individual players statistic related. Mm hmm. And the parlay works is it combines all the bets. And if they all go through, like you get like more money, basically. So like there was one that I, the only one that I ever did, it was like, it combined a bunch of shit. Like the, I think it was like the Seahawks and the Falcons. It was like the odds of the Seahawks winning in general. That was one of the part of the parlay. Then there was like these three people from this team scoring one touchdown each this dude from the other team scoring one touchdown, they were all separate bets, right? So like basically all those things had to happen in order to get the money. And I think I was gonna, it was like, I put down five and I could come out like with like 300 on top. I was like, damn, five, these five things have to happen, but I get 300 bucks off of five. And it's not the most unlikely situation in the world. Fuck it. Like this is, this kind of makes this okay. Monday night football game, like pretty exciting to watch, but it was it was funny because like in the very like first or second quarter, one guy who I needed to score a touchdown, he got injured like very early. I was like, ah, <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, so no matter if all these other parts of the parlay go, like I'm just I'm fucked. Like that that's it. This shit's done. So I don't know. It was just really like yeah, I lost the five bucks. Like they, they didn't hit the other parlays, whatever. But I think once I got the concept of what's going on, I was like, yeah. Like there's a scary side of I can tell people can get addicted to this shit. Yeah. Then the other side of that was kind of fun. Like I can see when there's like some more likely shit to happen or some easier ones. Like I know there was one that was like you could put money down to see if LeBron James will have three dunks in one of these or more than more than two dunks in this one game. And I was like, that's pretty likely. Yeah. Like he's probably gonna dunk the ball twice. <laughs> like. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it's interesting that they, like, set up shit that's kind of like, hey, here's something fun for you that could double your money, but you can only put down $50 at most because we know this shit's probably going to happen. Yeah. Or you can put whatever money you want. This shit's probably not going to happen, but if you get it, you might be rich. <laughs> like, so, I don't know. I, I, th- I thought it was fun, but it's definitely not easy. Uh, I think it's something worth looking at if you're even a mild sports fan. I think it can be fun to do shit like that, so. Uh, I enjoyed taking my first hand at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. What would you tell somebody who's on the fence about it? I would, I would say just uh talk to somebody you trust who's done it, and kind of go over that with them, and because I felt like I was safe when I was doing it. Like I wasn't just like. Cause you can just look at the app and get overwhelmed. Like there's a lot going on and I'm, the app can try to guide you on certain stuff. But cause I remember my friend sent me a screenshot of the, of one of the bets he was doing and it was a, Hey bro, you might want to try this one. Like put down, not, not the one that I did that I missed, but there was another time, like the very first time it was kind of brought to my attention. He was like, look, you could put down 10 and this is the outcome. Like if so-and-so does this, like, blah 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 I was like oh shit that's actually pretty likely like I just was busy that day it wasn't didn't have the app and there was like a lot of shit going on but there are some simple bets to get you started in and I feel like I feel like I'm more than a mild sports fan so I think I didn't feel hurt that things didn't happen because I mean that's just the nature of the game but I did like that my fate was mostly in like real realistic things like Cause I mean, yeah, people say some sports are rigged or like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot worse things you can do to just play around with five to $20. Yeah. 
and this was a fun one because like you can make your sport experience a little bit more exciting and people can re- people really have been cashing out on some random parlays lately so i don't know it's, it's kind of fun uh, but yeah i would say just like if you're on the fence like know your fanhood for sports in general like if you're just a fan of one sport and one team or mm-hmm. like one city's team you just watching your family just i'd say leave this shit alone mm-hmm. but if you generally just like athletes and sports in the world mm-hmm. and like are if you're just a sports fan this is kind of for you to at least try i, w- I would say and obviously if you're in a state where it's legal yeah. <laughs> you can do that but I-, I think it was it was pretty thrilling i was just like you know what i only spent five but like this made this game that i was gonna watch anyway like five times as exciting so and i think i've looked at like basketball bets and parlays and stuff and i'm like i'm a casual basketball fan but just like i didn't even put money down on any basketball this season but i i watched the bets just because i was like hmm let's see if this happens like this is kind of interesting like because the the bets aren't determined by you the house decides like what you can even put money on Mm mm-hmm so someone's in a room in, in a basement in Vegas, like <laughs> trying to figure out like what may or may not happen, who may or may not win. Like, and I, and when I saw the ones that were like obscure, like there's some for basketball, they're like, who's going to score the first points. And I'm like, that's so crazy. Like I would never bet on some shit like that. Cause it could be anybody. There's literally 10 men on the court. And then you don't even know, like, maybe they changed their starting lineup. Like, how like, many points someone, or just point, point in general? No, who's going to score the first basket? I would see myself betting on that. See, like, this, like see, that just I seems I fun. Would. See, like, <laughs> I know I never would do that, but, like, it's stuff like that is, like, really interesting. Like, the house makes this shit up. Like, who's going to score first? Is LeBron going to get three dunks? Like, this all kind of random little shit like that. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds like, fun. Because it's just, like... Fuck it. Is, like, there's like, one out of ten knows? odds. Yeah, like LeBron could have it, run for an easy layup, whiff it, and then pass it somebody off. Who don't even start? Yeah, somebody does else a foul count. Really play. I, don't I mean, niggas shouldn't be getting man. fouled in the first two minutes. But <laughs> actually, it would count. Like if, you, yeah. if you're up one zero and somebody scored off of like that's the first basket. Like you're just like the odds of that foul happening first. Like, it's just like I don't know. There's something really interesting about like. The more you can learn about the ins and outs of a sport, I think that makes it more fun. So I really think that this betting shit can make me like more curious about the, the ins betting and outs of become things. become more like, is it more states allowing it to be legal or something? Has that? Yeah. Because I'm like, I wonder if that's to drive people. Like, I wonder if less people are watching sports. Uh, it's, it's happened definitely before COVID that this became legal in Indiana and everything. No, I'm saying but, in general because like I think I spoke about it on here, but maybe not. Like I think baseball for view, sure viewership is definitely down. Yeah, baseball baseball is boring. As yeah, fuck. and baseball is really <laughs> so, down. Yeah, and um, so I was at this conference and basically they were talking about how you know how do we keep people engaged? You know, the games are all day. People are jobs are different we're competing with netflix and stuff now so we can't just have you know all these games that people don't watch so we're just like we're trimming it down we're going digital and we're condensing the games to like 10 minute 20 minute you know what i mean which mm-hmm. for me as somebody who don't watch sports i've watched at least three or four basketball games like that it's mm-hmm. like all right this is a five minute game i'm seeing niggas dunk on each other cross niggas Pass like files like cool, and I'm invested, 
And I'm like, damn, yeah. before you know it, I watched the hour of basketball. Some shit I would never do. Um, but so in baseball, they're doing it. Um, but there's this algorithm that basically scans all the data. And they know when somebody's pitching and when somebody's swinging. Yeah. And so now they're like churning like hours and hours of baseball through like this processor so that both fuckers can. That's going to help a lot because, yeah, I've only enjoyed baseball when I've been there at at the game. Like, I don't really watch it on TV and like that. when you're it's there, how much of the game do you actually watch. even watch? <laughs> I'm usually just looking around. Yeah. Like, it's just nice to be outside <laughs> eating a hot dog, talking to friends, and just kind of vibing. Like, they should do yoga like, oh, at so- games because I feel like I don't ever watch that shit. That would be smart. But it's like. It's almost dis- disrespectful to the game to have little activities you can see going on there because, like, <laughs> yeah, it kind of plays on the fact that niggas ain't really paying attention. Yeah, like there's so many pauses in football, but the, it's still like something going on constantly. Like their plays last three seconds, but there's still just like so much going on. But baseball is like, yeah, there's nah, it's too, it's yeah. Because yeah, I've watched soccer and I'm not, you know, a huge. Like, I get how it works, but just barely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even that, they're still in more constant motion. Yeah. And those games can be pretty long, too. But I watched the whole one mm-hmm. before. It's, yeah. You know, so. But, yeah. But yeah, I think it uh, it's betting increased my interest in sports overall. It's just fun to kind of watch the, the ticker move and see people hit parlays or, like, barely miss them. Or, it's kind of fun, so. I don't know, dude. You got another one for us? It's starting to look like these are all... Oh, it's coming down to almost all my shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not really. Um, Just a random thought. I don't remember how I got here. This probably would have been more interesting. But I was just... God, I wish I... Maybe I was watching something. But I was like, remember when it used to be taboo to poop in school? <laughs> like... Yeah. Like, you would damn near die before you knew somebody, like, let somebody know that you actually took a shit at school. What was that about? Like, I still, looking back, I don't get it. I feel like there was, like, a gap between, like, kindergarten through fourth grade where it's taboo. Then it just kind of, like, stopped. It was like, fuck it. Like, you gotta go when you Fourth grade? No, nigga. Like, high school for me. Really? Maybe I've just blocked it out of memory that I, because I, for one, I don't remember many instances where I really have sat down at a school toilet. I do remember them all being uncomfortable, like whether it be just because, like, like you're saying, like you don't want somebody to know you're taking a shit at school, or niggas was being weird yeah. when you were taking a shit. At oh, school. that's what it was. I was, I think I was watching yeah. Atlanta. Yeah, I was watching mm-hmm. Atlanta, and I think a dude was like looking in a stall or something. That happened. No, when I was younger. bro, I was like, what the fuck is one wrong time with y'all? Like, I was I was you know prepping a toilet, putting all my like, toilet paper down. The throne. Yeah. And I literally mm-hmm. was about to sit down and somehow I licked up and a nigga was just posted over the toilet. Like, bro, <laughs> like just waiting. I'm like, bro. I'm like, wait. So you've been in this fucking bathroom? Cause you know, I kind of did the little like peek around, like, huh, ain't nobody in here type shit. Mm. So I was like, bruh, you've been in here just chilling? And then you was just gonna watch me like shit. I hope the girls' bathroom wasn't that wild <laughs> in school, bro. Because it's always, yeah. I mean, that happened to me too, bro. I remember it. Like, 
I'm sitting down, pooping, minding my business, and through that little crack <laughs> on the side, I see somebody just standing at attention, just looking straight. <laughs> I was like, what on earth do you want from me at this point? Like, <laughs> this is like it smells bad in here. My pants are up my ankles. You're and also the stall I was in was the closest to the exit as possible. It was the first stall, so it was just like, bro, leave. Like you were at the leave. Like why are you? See, no, I always went like, to the back because you know niggas ain't gonna be be back there. No, the bathroom I'm remembering was like you walk in. There's two stalls on your left, and then two like standing whatever's on the yeah. right. And then the two sinks. So it was like you had, there was no like back. It wasn't one of those. Gotcha, big, gotcha, gotcha. No, that you yeah, mean. it wasn't big enough for me to like. The furthest stall was still the second one. Yeah. You know? Like it was like, I was only going to be one more stall over. But yeah, I just, what was that about? I don't know. <laughs> Everybody has all these like conspiracy theories about cartoons and all kind of like. Remember when you used to go on a field trip and you had that feeling in your stomach before the day before and it was so magical and the, everybody has answers for all the other shit from school except for that. What was that about? I don't know. Niggas was weird. And then I'm just like, I wonder like how many <laughs> niggas was just like into some weird shit, but it was just coming out weirder because they were young. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. It's, it's so funny because high school is like, I remember like I walked in the bathroom to pee, which was... You know what? Now that I think about, it, I didn't really didn't use the bathroom a whole lot in high no. school. I remember, like, <laughs> one of my friends was in there being, like, first of all, he had his pants down, like he was like a first grader. Like, you know how niggas like piss with their whole butt yeah, out yeah. Shit? He was peeing like that, but then he was on the phone too, like, <laughs> taking a phone call. <laughs> I was like, my guy, <laughs> like, is this a bad time? Like, should I even be in here? <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like, yeah. I think that was always weird when, like, somebody was cool, and then you go to the bathroom, and they put their ass up. Like, wait a minute. Ain't we in middle? Ain't See, we too I, old for that shit? Bro, like, it was one of our quarterbacks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I was just like, what the f-? Like, <laughs> you the fucking starting quarterback. I hear just ass out on the front. Like, what, are <laughs> what, what are you doing right now? Yeah, I, I didn't want to leave too many breadcrumbs. I know some. It might be some of our mutuals that can put two and two together. Yeah. At least there was like five quarterbacks in my high school tenure. So yeah. Good luck figuring out which one of these niggas <laughs> it was. But I was like, bro, you're wild. Yeah, nah, man, that shit used to be. Yeah, coming up the men's bathroom or boys' bathroom was a wild place, man. Dude, another unfortunate bathroom related tale though i think i was in second grade and you know we you remember you had to take bathroom breaks as a yeah. group so the boys got our bathroom break and we were in there like so this was when i was in catholic school and, like we had a huge bathroom like it was huge like there was like six stalls and like a bunch of the standing ones and like a huge like trough style sink mm-hmm. or whatever like it was huge um but anyway we all took a bathroom break we're all peeing whatever and I don't remember what I said, but I made a joke that like was just so funny to one of my friends at the time. He ended up shitting himself. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you was killing. And then his mom had to come oh, and like, him to change the underwear and like all this shit. <laughs> it's like, Bro, all because I said something that was. You remember so what it was? Funny. No. Oh god. A little bit. No, I was too young, bro. For the life, I don't remember what I said. For the life of me, I was like, huh? "You should ask." Like, 
<laughs> like, hey, remember when I, I made you shit yourself? Bro. What'd I say? Bro, what on earth can my nine, ten-year-old ass have said that was so funny? Nigga probably... But it's like when you're a piano, you're like clenching your whole bottom half. So I guess it makes sense. Like, just mid-piss and somebody's dicking <laughs> your ass. Like, <laughs> like, that's unfortunate. Like, his mom was probably <laughs> shitty, bro. Like, I have a good relationship with his family and him still and everything. Oh, yeah. So, like, you got to ask and come back. I wonder, I wonder who remembers, like, what the... Because, bro, it's like... It was in the morning still. Like, he hadn't been to school very long. So, like, his mom had to get up from wherever she was. Like, maybe she was at work. Had to go home, find this nigga some underwear, and then drive to the cat. Mind you, our school was not even really close to where either of us lived. Like, like she had to <laughs> make a 20-minute drive to give this nigga some underwear. He shit because he uh, was laughing. Niggas telling bro. jokes and shit. Doing bathroom stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah. yeah that was yeah that's what came to mind when you put that in the notes i was like oh i know a story about <laughs> pooping at school <laughs> oh shoot man yeah but yeah if, if somebody can explain why it was so damn taboo and why was niggas watching i remember feeling like remember when like everybody like peed themselves i mm. never peed myself at school by the way um i've only wet the bed. I don't think I've peed myself at school. Yeah, I've definitely wet the bed, but like, I remember like it was just like niggas was dying almost. Like, damn, they got you. And I remember mm. my nigga from like back in the day. He was like running, <laughs> and then he just started crying. <laughs> it's like I didn't make it, and I was so hurt for him. I was like, damn. They got him. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we got him. <laughs> he was in tears. I'm like, damn, they got my nigga. Like, shit. No. Not you. I thought you was better than that. <laughs> <laughs> damn, funny enough, though, the most recent time, I actually pissed myself in high school. Really? Yeah. So this is this is the context. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, we had a home football game. And I feel like I told you this story. I can't remember, but I know I didn't tell it on here. So home football game. Um, the trainers went out of their way to get me some of that powdered Gatorade because I had like a cramping problem. Mm-hmm. And like I was cramping mid game a lot or like just at practice. I had a cramping issue. And so they put me on like, look, this Gatorade will definitely help that. Like, you know, the, the regular powdered Gatorade mm-hmm. that you can get like in the can. So they had some of that on deck for me, and I was down in that shit. Like for the, like I think from that Thursday after practice, the entire Friday, like I was just drinking that shit. Like it was, I don't even know. Like I was drinking so much that powder Gatorade, and so by the time it's like second quarter of the home game, like I'm like, mind you, I'm jittery because I've been like drinking this Gatorade like it's a fucking, I don't even know. Like I'm hooked. Like I got all this powder Gatorade in me. We're playing a game, like. I, I think I get a sack or like I get some I get I get a good hit or somebody hit me something something happened I'm off the field I'm hype I'm like yeah we're killing we're good so I sit down <sighs> I'm about to like find like a water bottle to drink I look down at my leg and just like the 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 fucking the puddle on my right leg just starts growing I'm like what like I just look down and like I could I'm uncontrollably pissing on my leg because a two days straight of just like down in that Gatorade <laughs> and I'm like 
just so sugar high off that shit and just probably full of it to the point that like my body was like I think somebody like I made contact with somebody in, in the play and my body just like no we gotta release something <laughs> like, it just my whole right leg I was like um like <laughs> just so like, what happened it wasn't even like I, I and the thing is I didn't have that you know obviously the urge to pee is something you feel yeah. right I didn't feel that like I just started peeing like but I just remember the only different thing I've done in my life to this point is like drink this Gatorade nonstop <laughs> I didn't catch a I cramp, mean maybe the I'm adrenaline sure from like just yeah no that's what I'm saying bro I was super hyped like I had been drinking that Gatorade nonstop, and I just sat down on the sidelines my dad wasn't hurt like we just got off the field after getting a stop like I just looked down and I'm like, yeah maybe you just oh. relaxed yeah I was like what the f- <laughs> God. did anybody notice yeah, so like no cause like your whole uniform is already wet from like sweat and stuff that I just noticed. I mean, I could feel it because it was warm. I was like, "Huh?" Like, <laughs> Nani? Because this was like this was like second quarter. So like my uniform wasn't dry anymore. Like you know, it was like wet. Like there's grass stain. Like whatever. And like we wear purple pants too. It's just like whatever. But I was like, um. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Be careful with that powered Gatorade, our athlete friends out there. Damn. <laughs> like, At least it wasn't a thing. Because oh god, a high school like. Uh-uh. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a junior at this point, like a junior in high school, bro. I was like, what the? F-? <laughs> I feel like I pissed on myself at least one time in high school. I don't remember. I feel like I was like on some wet the bed shit. On a super random like after tournament. Yeah, I think I did like after tournament because I remember there was this one where like my body was just so tired, mm-hmm. and like when you cut weight. You like trim everything, but like at the end of the season, you start drinking more water and stuff. And so, like, you start drinking a normal amount of water, actually. So, you have to piss like every 10 minutes because usually Mm. you're like, all right, let me watch my weight. Okay, I'm only gonna drink like half a 20 ounce. And then three hours Mm. later, drink the other half. Nigga, I don't know what happened. I just remember I was like, yo, what? But I don't know. Like later bed wetting is actually kind of common. That's interesting. I've had a lot of, I feel like I have a high awareness of myself when I'm dreaming, mm-hmm. right? So like I've had dreams where I'm peeing and I'm like aware that I'm dreaming and peeing and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this in real life. I don't want to do this in real life. And I'll just like, the dream will finish. I'll get up. I didn't pee, but like I feel like I have like a hyper awareness in my dreams. And like I feel like those dreams sometimes that end up being the cause. Like, you end up peeing for, like, in real life because of the dream and shit, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, a lot of bathroom talk today. <laughs> right. Uh, other than all this nonsense, I guess at this point I have show suggestions. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to brush over the shows, but then we can talk a little bit about The Boys because I think you would like it a lot. Yeah, I was trying to watch it, but you told me it was on Hulu, but it's on Amazon Prime. I just think- no, it's on it's on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. So my light suggestions: uh, Lovecraft Country for anybody that has HBO Max. Super good. Uh, acting is great. I don't think I've seen a show that mixes like black history, sci-fi, and horror in such a way like this. Like I feel like the three things are pretty balanced. Because they kind of talk about historical situations, but also just throw in the horror and all kind of wild shit. And then there's some crazy sci-fi situations. And yeah, uh, it's a Jordan Peele show. I know somebody else is also on the the bill as high as him. And I forget the name. I'm sorry. But 
Jordan Peele's on there, but yeah, it's really solid. Uh, another movie I saw that uh, my brother suggested was The Platform. That's on Netflix. Really, really good. Definitely some social commentary about class struggle on there. Uh, the light concept of it. There's a prison that has like, f- actually, they don't explain how many floors there are on the prison at first, but there's a really, really tall tower that's a prison. And in the middle, there's a food platform and it starts off at the top floor. And these chefs make really, really, really good food. And the person at the top can eat as much as they want for like 12 minutes or something. And then it drops to the floor two and they can eat. It drops to floor three. They can eat. And so the platform just keeps going down the middle and people eat whatever is left, basically. And it highlights a guy who's in the prison and trying to dismantle the system, how it is of this platform thing. And he tries anything from like talking to the people that are above him, talking to people that are below him, trying to. Oh, and everybody has a roommate. Uh, So, yeah, it deals with him and different roommates, deals with him talking to people above and below. And then. There's obviously, well, I guess it's not obvious, but the situation of people like just wanting to like die. There's people that are hoarding food, people that are willing to eat a little bit and get the next person some food. So there's a lot of class struggle and it's just wild. And yeah, I think for a movie so focused on one building, it does a really good job. And it says a lot without saying a lot. Like it focuses on the whole prison situation and him dismantling that, but when you think about class systems and society, it, you have to kind of tag it to what's going on in the film. And it's uh very, very interesting. Okay, cool. So yeah, platform is really good. Then I also saw the killing of a sacred deer on Netflix. That was probably the most jarring movie I've ever seen. It's hard to describe, but if you want a unusual movie experience, that's the one. Like it tackles death and revenge in very interesting ways. And did I tell you that one or did you just stumble across it? You, you definitely, because I asked you for a list of a couple of random weird movies and that was on your list. And I actually watched it on my own time. And man, like just like, even from like a cinematography perspective, like they like set up scenes to really make you feel uncomfortable. Like you're like in a lot of weird ass wide angles. Yeah, the angles, like, it's just, yeah, this is, I feel really uncomfortable. I feel like I'm in the room. Like, so, yeah, very jarring, but captivating at the same time. And it's one of those movies you want to look up YouTube videos on, like, explanations or critiques mm-hmm. or that kind of, it's one of those movies, because I watch videos after of, like, did I miss something? But I really didn't. <laughs> so that felt good that I kind of knew what was going on, but it was just so wild that, I couldn't help but feel like I missed the whole scene or something, mm-hmm. but no, that was really good. And then, yeah, lastly, the boys, uh, two season show on Amazon prime, basically talking about what the world would be like if the justice league was real kind of hmm. a thing. Cause they've got their Superman character. They've got their wonder woman. They've got the flash kind of guy and, um, the Aquaman ripoff And like the, the group is called the seven instead of the justice league. Mm-hmm. And so like they're the seven, you know, top heroes in the U S and they are, you know, all over social media. They do commercials, CNN interviews and uh, talk shows and they're super popular and they're supposed to be the stand up citizens and all this kind of stuff. But you get the behind the 
scenes look of all of them mm-hmm. and they're not perfect mm-hmm. and the show also deals with like the troubles that come with collateral damage of superheroes being real like you can't have somebody that's as strong as Superman and not have a building fall on somebody who had nothing to do with him saving the day right so mm-hmm. it kind of deals with like the regular people and their trauma and issues from like living in the world where superheroes could literally just like fly through you on accident and have no consequences or you've got superheroes doing these ads for these products, but they're really like not supportive of gay rights or something, you know, like stuff like that. So it just kind of highlights what 2010 and beyond would look like with superheroes and, uh, did you ever watch a little bit of it at all? No, no, no. Uh, Cause I didn't even realize it was on Prime until I started watching uh, the show again today. Uh, okay, so yeah, basically it follows Billy Butcher, who's a guy who his life was ruined because of a superhero and because of collateral damage. Like a superhero, well, actually, it wasn't really collateral damage. It was kind of superhero just being a shit and f- fucked around with Billy's family. And Billy is like, you know what? All these superheroes got to go. I don't care if they're actually good. All these niggas is trash. They got to go. Like, we got to expose them for who they really are. They suck, whatever. Then Billy comes in contact with Huey, who's the main character, just a regular ass dude who works at like Best Buy or whatever. And uh, I guess this is a spoiler for episode one, but it's super early. But Huey's about to propose to his girl. And the guy who's like the Flash character literally runs through his girlfriend on accident. Mm. Like he runs through her and turns her into just like a blood soup. Like her whole body just spills everywhere. And Huey's Huey's just holding her hand. He's like, and so the dude, his name is A-Train. He's black and he's like the fastest man in the world. He A-Train turns around. He's like, oh, shoot, my bad. And he keeps running. And then Huey's just left there with his girlfriend's pool of blood just like on the floor when he's about to propose to her. And so that's how the show kicks yeah. off. It's like, like shit, if you live in the world of superheroes, some fucked up shit's going to happen. And, uh, yeah. So Billy ends up meeting Huey and they end up teaming up to like get a squad together and take down the superheroes. Cause this shit needs to stop. And then a bunch of other, like it talks about politics in a way I didn't expect. And like just collateral damage and mental health. And like, a world of superheroes would not be the greatest and the show kind of goes there and it even talks about terrorism and like patriotism as far as like the US and like one superhero has to come out of the closet and well she's kind of forced to and like it's just all kind of wild but it's super relevant like yeah super super relevant because there's like MAGA style speeches that ended up happening towards the end of season two and I'm just like oh shit yeah. like oh so there's more than one season out right now yeah, Perfect. season two came out, and it's, they're both eight-episode seasons. It's very – you could really watch – tear through this show really fast, but it's super good. Mm. But, uh, I mean, for A-Train, he deals with, like, being a black man in America still, even though he's in the seven. Yeah. Like, like niggas end up – like, he gets followed in a store while he's looking at, like, clothes and shit. Like, but it's like, bro, like, do you know who I am? Like, <laughs> I'm the fucking Flash, bro. Yeah. Like. Why are you watching me in this fucking store? Like, just all kind of shit like that. And then Homelander is like the Superman ripoff dude. And Homelander, he like, you know, he smiles for the camera. He makes everybody feel good. But he is an egomaniac. And I'll leave it at that. And then, like, The Deep 
he's the um, Aquaman kind of guy and he wants to save the fishes and all this kind of stuff. And he talks to them and he's like, dolphins are really complex society and they're smart and blah, blah, blah. And everyone just looks at him like, bro, what are you talking mm. about? Like, <laughs> so he has to deal with that of like people not understanding his relationship with aquatic creatures. And yeah, it's, it's really, really good show. So I think you'll like it. And yeah, that was my pitch to you to hopefully check it out. It's relevant. It's funny. It's crazy. It gets really dark. And I'm excited for season three. Sounds like my bad. When is it coming out? I don't know. Uh, I'm sad. Damn. Like okay. <laughs> I don't know. Because I think season two just dropped, and like I think I was the last one on my timeline to watch it. Because I got to the episode, where I was like, "Yo, this girl is just as trash as this other superhero." And everyone's like, "Nah, she's worse. <laughs> wait till you get wait till you get to this episode." I'm like, "All right." So uh, yeah, I finished season two, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like, cause like it's. Like I was saying, it's super relevant. Like they kind of talk about like MAGA and that kind of shit without talking about mm-hmm. it, because you got people that believe in certain shit, but they're also like bulletproof superhumans. Mm. <laughs> so you're like, damn! Imagine if the world was like put their faith in these people that like are superheroes, but they also were trying to instill these horrible, horrible beliefs on us and like still save face for the camera, kind of like. I don't know. It's like the abuse of power and politics of the show go to places I didn't expect. But then you got to add the fact that who's going to stop these niggas anyway. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, it's a really good show, man. Uh, you got time to catch up because I have no idea what season three is, but it's really okay. Good. Um, Yeah. Oh, and not for no- not for nothing. I think um, Laz Alonzo's character is one of the best like black side characters I've ever seen in any show because He's not they don't put him into the typical tough black guy trope that used to sell drugs and is like an anti hero mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like he is that guy, but they like he talks about his past. He he's not just like angry for no reason. He doesn't like they make him feel like a normal person. Like he doesn't feel like the tough guy, the black side character mm-hmm. that yeah, I think they purposefully made him well rounded and like I don't know, I noticed that and I I don't think I've seen a better character done like this in this type of a world so. okay cool yeah i guess the only things that i would have to suggest is uh this movie on hulu called mom and dad it's okay mm. but it's interesting it's a little bloody um but the premise is everybody's parents try to kill them <laughs> it has oh yeah it follows a, a teenage girl and they're like is it adolescent, like preteen, like just before preteen, yeah. little brother? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, something happens and all the parents are trying to kill their kids. So like I was kind of falling asleep on it because I was just really tired, but I end up finishing it the next day. And so like I think it starts getting into it when the parents come kick the pick the kids up from school. And there's like this big scene of niggas just going ham on their kids. But at first they're like, what the fuck is going on? Because everybody's getting killed. So they're feeling like they're trying to kill us. And then the guy's mm. like, no, they just, it's just your parents. So then, you know, it's how, that whole thing. It's not a great movie, but it's interesting enough. And it's a little zany at times. So it's not like as serious as it could be. Um, how do adults interact with kids that aren't theirs? Normal. They only want to kill their children. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. 
Um, but on a more serious note, um, this movie is really good. It's called The Lie, and that's on Amazon Prime. Um, mm. Premise is... I know the premise, but I don't want to... Uh... Mom and Dad's not animated, right? It's live yeah, it's action? Yes, live action. Okay. Um, but y- While you're looking for that, it kind of reminds me... Remember in Parasite when they were talking about how parents try to keep their kids alive and healthy for the preservation of their own genes like it's just like a primal instinct mm-hmm. or whatever so mom and dad sounds like it's like the exact opposite <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the mom and dad would it maybe because i mean if they're saying that's a primal thing for parents to like try to keep their kids alive for their own genetic makeup being passed down so maybe whatever is in there in you know your brain obviously you saw the movie but i'm just like Huh. So whatever's in your brain was like turned off. Wow. To like the preservation of your own kids kind of thing. So I think that's that's actually a really interesting concept. So I'm going to read the, the synopsis because I don't want to like spoil it or whatever. But it says yeah. a father and daughter on their way to a dance camp when they spot a girl's best friend on the side of the road. When they stop to offer the friend a ride, their good intentions soon result in the terrible consequences. So it doesn't really get it. I would say watch the trailer. But like I said, it's called The Lie on amazon prime this movie was really fucking good but it got like terrible scores on like rotten tomato and imbd which fuck them because they suck um i just i'm all here for an underdog i, I like that you are like hey fuck the scores this is kind of good yeah just because <laughs> so. it's like a black content creator and somebody who's primarily consuming like black content like i remember dope got a really low score but i'm like well white people are scoring it this isn't for y'all but then also i feel like a lot of people aren't emotional or artistically intelligent Mm. so i feel like if it's not easily consumable if it's not like the same old shit we've been seeing yeah it's kind of like hard to like like parasite is a great film for a lot of reasons but i feel like if it doesn't end happy or it's not like a easily follow followed storyline like people just get confused and hate it yeah it won't tend to sit well on people's or like just it doesn't up and mm-hmm. or if it's just left to interpretation like people oh, hate yeah. that That's and i'm not, just like bro like yeah. use your brain like you decide how you feel about the movie like they're not trying to tell you they just mm-hmm. showed you a bunch of a series of unfortunate events or fortunate events with a little bit of complexity but they wanted you to decide and yeah, I, I personally love shit like that. Yeah, so, so um, not necessarily that film, but I'm just saying in general. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's all I have. Yeah, we can end it there. I'm glad we got to talk about some of the other stuff that we've taken in. Uh, I've got a mini vacation coming up, so I'll definitely take in some content during this stay at home vacay, and we'll come back next week strong. All right, see y'all next week. Yes, sir. Y'all be easy. Love y'all. And always, we do this for the blurs. <laughs>